Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as just a redhead kid from the coast. Up against it from the start. Hart says Mez and Matilda, Brisbane Lions AFC, music, surf, jerf. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Daniel Merritt. Thanks, Steve. Good mate, to be here, mate. Great to meet you. How do you uh, introduce yourself in social settings? Um, yeah, Daniel Merritt from yes. the Brisbane Lions. Well, you'd have to do that a fair bit, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, there's always, oh, I'd say every couple of weeks, there's a function I go to. Mm. Um, and I, I do a bit of radio with Triple M as well. Um, so, yeah, continually meeting new people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, trying to spread the good word of AFL. Yes. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and I suppose I'm pretty fortunate in the in career I've, I've had that mm-hmm. I, that I meet a lot of interesting people, yes. like yourself. In in saying that, like you've got a lot of club responsibilities. Yeah. When you get to go and do things socially, does everyone know who you are? Um, that's probably the best thing about. Brisbane, mm-hmm. uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, do, we're dominated by the Broncos. So the the little lions, uh, little lions, we uh, we just sneak under the radar. Mm. Um, I suppose it's a bit harder for me being uh, six foot five and redhead um, <laughs> to to you know just sneak under the radar. So I do stand out a little bit. Yes, um, but really, it's only the the hardcore AFL fan that that does notice me. Mm. Um, and when I do go out, I, I envy some of my teammates because they can almost uh, walk around unnoticed. And um, yeah, if they do get up to no good, no one notices. <laughs> Six foot 100, it's pretty easy to not only order a drink at the bar, yes. but also to have everyone go, you look familiar. Yeah, I have, I've had a couple of funny instances where people have like said, um, we know each other, don't we? Are you who mm. like... Are we related? Or <laughs> and a lot of people are like, oh, we know you. We know you. Like so I remember, this lady said to her husband, "We know you," and her husband looked at me and goes, "No, we don't." And he's like, "Sorry, mate, I apologise." And she's like, "No, no." But that's the funny things where you kind of you look familiar, but you're not, uh, yeah, you're not recognisable. If that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like I think I know that dude, but I'm not sure where from. So, um, a couple of awkward. Uh, situations, but um, yeah, I think that's what I probably love uh, about Brisbane—the bit of an, uh, an anonymity. Yep. Yeah. You're one of those rare people that gets to do something that you love mm. as your job. Yeah, it's very awesome, and I definitely don't take it for granted. Mm. Um, I'm going to my 14th season wow. that I've been at the Lions, and. Um, when I started, I I didn't really even take it that serious. Like right yeah. at the start, I thought I'll just see where this goes. Mm. Um, being a Queenslander, I didn't um, grow up playing football, so I, I played rugby league. Yeah. So then in year twelve, I actually started playing AFL. So I was a kind of I was a late bloomer. So it wasn't something that I've grown up since um, I was five years old wanting to do. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I kind of just said, right, I will see where this takes me. And then as time went on, um, I grew to love the game and and um, I'm, I'm competitive as well, so yes. I, I didn't like losing. So, um, yeah, I've stuck with it. Mm. Uh, I haven't had a lot of success at the Lions, but, um, yeah, it's been 
been a very, very fortunate career. How how do you process or how do you deal with the competitive, professionally competitive side of playing sport? Yeah, it, uh, you're under a lot of pressure constantly mm. um, and you're under spe- uh, review as well. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, on, on a daily basis. At training, you get, you get pushed to your limit mm. on the daily, daily basis where you think, I can't do this anymore, but you have to find a way. Um, so, yeah, you, you get tested physically and mentally mm. on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, it takes a little bit of a toll. On, and there's, there's an issue there that um, I know a lot of guys after they finish football, even during football, a yeah. lot of my mates, yeah, suffer depression because you are under so much, so much pressure that, um, yeah, if you don't have that support around you, yeah, it can be quite quite daunting and uh and quite lonely and and um and yeah like it's not for everyone um but yeah i i just think um yeah a lot of help has to go into that uh side of things yeah is it talked about much in the in the club room or even in a a team meeting sort of situation no definitely not no it's that it still has that macho bravado about football toughen up um and and get on with it yeah uh where i was just talking to our welfare manager he actually uh so we have guys who look after the off off field stuff yes. yeah there's people employed for that great and our old guy um was just made redundant so i was <laughs> but we've got a new guy in yeah, so yeah. it's kind of uh musical chairs but uh yeah i was talking to him yesterday and he said there was there's a lot of guys who have a lot of issues mm. that um, aren't talked about and you can't wait till it's, it's a problem and then try and fix it. You've got to yeah. get onto it before it's a problem. So um, he knows who those guys are. So, yeah, it's a bit of a transition process that, yeah, I think it's that whole thing where, and probably in, I think, where everyone's got their issues, right? Yes. But like on the surface and particularly stuff like Twitter and Instagram, they look sure. like, geez, these people have the most perfect life. And, yeah. but everyone's got their, their own issues, you know, and you can get that pretty much. That's what Instagram's about. It's, a, it's about being jealous of what everyone else is doing. <laughs> and, but like when it comes down to it, I think everyone's got their own stuff going on mm. that though it looks all rosy and, um, they've got an amazing life. Mm. Um, yeah. Everyone, everyone's doing it tough at some stage. There's, you talk about the pressure that you guys are under as, as professional sportsmen. Mm. Um, it, it's not just the pressure to perform. It's not just you know fans and even the club you know wanting a, a good result on on game day, but it's also then the expectation of fans on you sometimes as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's expectations. Um, yeah, of performing every week, and when you're not winning. You know, you go down, go down the road to get a sandwich from the mm. shop, and it's what happened on the weekend, mate. Yes. Like, what's going on? Like, you had a shocker. And Bloody refs. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's that constant feedback that you get. So you, you get feedback from the public, mm. you get feedback from your family, um, yeah. and you get you get feedback from your coaches. So, um, yeah, there's no escaping it. But I suppose um, I always always say about uh, football is that if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's always a challenge, but then it's been able to, you know, rise above those challenges. And that's that's what 
that's what it's all about. That professional sport yeah. is you're at the top of the tree, so it's you know you, you're not you're not up there for a long time. Yeah. So you're just going to make the most of it, and and yeah, eventually it comes to an end. Where that's where I'm sitting at the moment. I, I probably I've got one more year left on my contract. Mm. That gets gets me to 32 and. Guys don't play much longer than thirty-two, so Gosh, yeah. it um yeah it's been a great journey. And, but now it's like okay, I've got a young family, and let's let's transition on to the next part of my life, which I'm not actually that old. Like yeah, thirty-two. I'm a, I know it should be still. I'm still should be still uh, sorting my life out. And I know I've got mates that are my age who have no idea what they're doing <laughs> in life. So <laughs> um yeah, it's it it can be stressful, but. Uh, it's also exciting. Have you been planning uh, that transition for a while, or it's like oh, no, no, no. I'm, I've, I have, and I started to do some stuff outside football, mm. um, in work experience, or um, picking up um, some courses, doing a few extra subjects at at um, at TAFE and Uni. But I just found that it took my energy away from my football, and my football suffered. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's crazy. Maybe maybe that's just me, or maybe it's just being everyone's being, different, right? Yeah, that I need to be like a hundred percent in on something, sure. Um, or else I start cutting corners and I slack off, and my performance suffers. So I'm kind of I'm just riding this, riding the football right to the end, and then um, I know my wife's cracking the whip a little bit, saying <laughs> you need to get organised, <laughs> and I will, and yeah, I'll. I'll um yeah. Mama I'll, wants I'll, to eat next year. Yeah, week. yeah, exactly. But I'll um I'll sort out what I'm gonna do next year, um, as the year gets on, I yeah. think. Yeah. It's really interesting talking to you, Daniel, and hearing some of this because you talk about, you know, I at thirty two, you know, mm. there's still so much growing up and learning and stuff to happen. Oh yeah. You you mentioned you're coming into your fourteenth season. Yeah. Do you do the math on that? Yeah. You came out of school and went and became a professional AFL footballer. Straight straight away. So if if uh, someone was to ask for my resume on uh, <laughs> where I've worked in the past, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be a very long long resume. Um, <laughs> a couple of lines, it's alright. Yeah, exactly. You might have seen me once. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's what I think. I go okay, um, but being the position I have been, I'm very fortunate to to meet a lot of people as well. Mm. So it's just the relationships you build along the way, um, and and stuff that I'm interested in. Uh, with with music um, and radio, mm. um, that entertainment industry, and yeah, I've got some great contacts out of sure. that. So um, yeah, that's something I'd love to go down that area. I don't know if I could get paid to do anything, <laughs> but it's definitely uh, a hobby, and that's that's something I'm interested. Something in that area. Look, mate, if Marto can make a career, yeah, out, yeah, there's an opportunity <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> no, nah, he's a good man, Marto, and um, I, I do some breakfast radio with Triple M, so. Um, yeah, I've had a fair bit to do with those guys, mm. and uh, they they definitely look after me. Yeah, that's, which is awesome. Yeah, what what do the words off season mean for you? Off season is uh, it is a pressure release. Mm. So, um, and and for me, it's time time to relax with my family. Mm. Um, I've got a sixteen month old, and um, right. yeah, it's just she, Matilda, and she's been. It's been awesome this this holiday break. Like mm. we haven't done anything. I know. I I look at my mates and they're overseas. Mm. They're in Europe, USA. You know, doing their thing. But I've just stayed local and hung out with the family. Sure. And 
I don't know, when you live in Queensland, you live in a holiday destination, so yes. you don't have to go too far to, to enjoy it. So, yeah, I've I've just um, relaxed um, mentally. It's mm. been a, a, a relaxing time. And uh, physically, I think I take about two weeks off and then mm. I, I just keep training all the way through. So it would be persistent for you. You've just got to be doing some yeah. like running or skills. Yeah, or what? exactly. Yeah, um, just keep the fitness up because once you stop, it's it's so hard to start up again. Um, I hear so, you. So you've got to uh, you've got to keep rolling. You, you've just got to keep the ball rolling and and keep some sort of level of fitness. I'm not like I'm not working myself into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's preseason. Yeah, which is starting up in. Uh, <sighs> A couple of weeks, so I've got that to look forward to. But Gosh. yeah, it's just um, yeah, keeping fit and um, not not losing it. What? Give us a bit of a, a glimpse. Mm. Pre, uh, sorry. So off season, you know, I've, I've had my break, but now I've got to keep fit. What does that look like versus pre season keeping fit? Um, off season is training uh, every second day. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, off season. Yeah, it's training every second day, and when you want to train. Mm. So when you when you feel like it, you get it done during the day. Yes. Whereas once pre-season starts, it's training every day and you train when you're told. Mm. Um, Gosh. So, and it's the, it's the bust your nut training where you've got nothing left, mm. but you have to find something and get through the session. Um, and you've got, you know, 40 other blokes running around you. So it's super competitive and <laughs> guys that are trying to take your spot. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to um, f- fend them off and, and show them who's, who's the elder statesman, who's boss. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole competitiveness comes back where, yeah, off-season it's very relaxed and, you, and you're training and, you, and you're keeping fit because that's what you love to do. And it's all the metrics and stuff that start to rule your life again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it... Like, I don't know how I'm going to go, like, outside of football where my schedule isn't colour-coded and, <laughs> and I'm not told to be where I have to be at what time and what I've got to eat and how much I've got to eat. It's right, 400 calories now. Yeah. So, it's it's crazy. Like, I get frustrated at times that I get treated like a school kid, but mm. um, I think it's also kept uh, my life very structured and, um, and yeah, and on track. So, it, it's got its pluses. Where do you find your peace? Uh, I find my peace in music mm. and in my family. Um, so, and also watching TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a ma- massive fan of HBO. So, whatever they've got rolling out, that's that's what I um, that's what I've been watching. And and yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm also very grateful for. The family that I've got, mm. and um, and the support I've got there, and uh, and yeah, and then I try to get along to um, as many gigs as possible during mm. the year. I just find that's a good that's a good release. Yep. Um, it's probably when I feel the most normal um, when I'm at a gig, and just being a regular guy listening listening to a band where I don't have uh, yeah that that pressure or expectation on me. What was the last gig you went to? Uh, I went to Rufus last uh, Friday night at the Tivoli. Great. And, um, great venue. Great venue. And then um, when's the next one? Well, Valley Fiesta is yeah. this weekend. So I'll get down there and um, and have a look around there. 
Yeah, there's always some great acts at that, isn't there? Yeah, always. So, um, I uh, and the gig before that was uh, Brisbane had Big Sound on. So mm-hmm. Big Sounds where it's a lot of up and coming acts and a lot of people from the industry um, come along and uh, yeah, see the next big thing. So yeah. I had a few mates that were there. But that day was um, was our Mad Monday. So Gosh. I, I'd started at 10 a.m. and had a few drinks and I I went to Mad Monday dressed as Kiss. So Excellent. Um, I had the face paint wig and the suit on and oh, then it was like... Gosh. And then I had the text from my, oh, are you coming to Big Sound tonight? Yeah, yeah, I am. But I'm currently dressed as Kiss. So I had to go and buy some clothes um, from from a shop in the valley and then... Um, Washed the face paint off and then um, went out. So it was it was a big day. It was a big day. But um, again, I felt like it was a pretty crazy morning mm. with the Mad Monday antics that go on. But to finish off my day like that, um, yeah, I was very very happy. What can't you tolerate? Um, traffic. Yeah, <laughs> I will take every back street known to man before I sit in traffic. So I live in um in Hawthorne, so I have to catch Wynnum Road into oh, the Gabba or yep. Stanley Road and it's just like bumper to bumper. So I I generally go away from the Gabba. I head towards the bay, go yes. around Cannon Hill, Old Cleveland Road, back through Cooperoo, like back streets, back oh, streets. It it takes me half an hour, mm. but um maybe it'd take me half an hour just to sit in traffic. But I'm <laughs> I say I'm like a shark, like I've got to keep moving mm. or else I die. So I, um, yeah, I, um, traffic is a big one. But with first world problems really, isn't it? It can be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so nothing too bad. Um, and then, oh, the other thing I can't tolerate, which um, is when you've got something planned mm. and then last minute people um, bail. I just oh. think once... If you commit to something, you yep. uh, see it out. I know I was late today. No, no, but, <laughs> but um, late happens, but, right? Yeah, but yeah, I just think you know, once you've once you've committed something, just if you can't make it, just tell me you can't make it. You know, so um, I yeah, that peeves me. Mm. Mm. I totally get that. Gosh, what do you do really well? I make breakfast really well. I'm. Uh, I can't cool. cook dinner. But I'm a very like I'm the poached egg king, and what's your secret? Uh, well, it's vinegar in the water, mm. and then I don't know. I just I have a I use the toast as my timer, so mm. I push the toast down there, my timer, and I don't know. It just seems to it seems to work. Um, I've told other people about the vinegar, and they they yeah. they seem to. I mean, I'm able to get it as good as I, I can get. I don't know, maybe... Is it a specific ratio of water to vinegar? I don't know. No, I, I don't measure it. It's just... It's, it's a, a dash? Yeah, it's a feeling. Oh, it's a... It's a solid. It's a solid pour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, this is the important stuff, right? Poached yeah. eggs are a dark art. Oh, because I always say there's nothing worse than going out to breakfast and you order the poached eggs yep. and they come... You're like, beautiful, here's my poached egg mm. at a restaurant and they're hard-boiled. Mm. Like, it just ruins breakfast. That's not poached eggs. Almost people. ruins your day. Yeah. Like, it's not... You need to start your day well. Yep. And if you start with a good poached egg, 
I think the rest of your day just flows from there. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, the, the golden yoke just escaping. <laughs> it is. Envelops the inside oh, of you. It's that amazing. It brings light. It does. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I cook breakfast at home. So, yeah. that, that's my thing. Big poached egg fans at home? Yeah, yep. They have no choice? Uh, I do I do a scrambled egg as well. Yeah. So, they have a little bit of a choice. But <laughs> generally, if you get a good poached egg, it's um, hard to go past. It's hard to go past. Yeah. Is is eggs for breakfast, poached, scrambled, otherwise? Yes. Necessary for your work diet? Yeah, I think um, I have porridge as well. Is. I think I should have said, ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just think the the protein from egg, mm-hmm. I think um, it's so much more sustainable than say just a piece of toast, and you kind of that that'll give you an hour. Yeah. Um, of you know. Of energy, where I think if you have an egg, that gives you the one and a half to two hours of like energy, so you'll work better. Yep. So you'll start your day, even if it's just you know in the office. Yeah, that egg that will uh, sustain you for a couple of hours, so you'll start work better. Yeah, and then you'll get to morning tea and and not be not be falling in a hole. So I just think it's just a great start to the day. It's a great start to the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, massive egg fan, huge. What makes you smile? Um, oh, definitely uh, my wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. I think um, just that, yeah, I suppose being a new dad, just watching your daughter um, come up with new stuff every day yes. is absolutely hilarious. She's not um, talking yet, but mm-hmm. like obviously she's she's having a little conversations of, uh, of jibber, but um, yeah... Like just just amazing, as you see them develop every day. Like um, I was trying to think, like today, um, I got her ready for daycare, and yeah. I, I was gonna, I had to drop her off, so I had to get her changed. Got her shoes ready. Didn't want those sh- shoes, so she went and got right. the pair of shoes she wanted to wear today. Sixteen months old. Yeah, and you're going, wow, it's, this is starting already. Okay. It doesn't get any better. No, no. So I can only imagine what's to come. So yeah, just little things like that. Just um, yeah, I just find it um, absolutely amazing the development and to, to yeah. watch your uh, watch your children grow up. It's it's so phenomenal, isn't it? Watching them discover things yeah. for the first time and to have like sixteen months old is great because they've just become really interactive. Yeah, like you said, they're not necessarily talking legibly, mm. but they're going at it. Yeah, they're trying to get the words out. Yeah, <laughs> and just wanting to interact with you and um, the the coordination still not totally there. Nah. It's great. Yeah, it is. It is, and and just yeah, like you say, with the coordination being able to um, walk, then run, and then at the moment she's trying to jump. So Excellent. just just seeing her trying to get that that whole movement going, mm. yeah, absolutely hilarious. Because you would study the physics of some of that, surely, as a part of your yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and well, being in the physio room nearly every day of my life as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. to keep me out in the field, yeah, you know the anatomy pretty well. So it's um this yeah. muscle does this this yeah that. it's just interesting to see yeah like a little a little muscle a little leg <laughs> muscles grow and um develop yeah it's pretty amazing are you a fan of tattoos yes i am you yeah. got me yeah i've got heaps heaps yeah yeah so i've got my whole front's covered my mm. whole chest is covered so i've got two sparrows and owl on my chest 
um, a gypsy and a like a pirate ship on my ribs. So I'm I'm covered, and I'm I'm going to get another one soon for Matilda. Yeah. So yeah, my my wife loves them, but she doesn't she doesn't have any. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, we well, we were actually thinking about getting um yeah a little triangle um just to symbolise the three of us. Yes. And then, but then if we have a second child, I'm like, how's that going to work? So we're going to turn the triangle into a diamond. If you nice, <laughs> if you put a a triangle underneath it, so um, just don't have three kids. Like yeah, exactly. Then yeah. we're in all sorts. We'll have to make it into some sort of uh, a star or yeah. something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Like, do they mean anything? Um, oh, not really, but. Um, yeah, I suppose I went through a phase where I've got really pale skin, so the tattoos come out really nice. Like, <laughs> I'm a good... Though, if there's only one positive thing for having pale skin in, in Queensland is that, um, like, it sucks with the sun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the tattoos look very... The colours in the tattoos look very bright and, uh, yeah, very outstanding. It always amazes me when I look at a lot of sports players. Yeah. Because a lot of them have gone down the ink path. Yes. Um, is there a reason, and there may not be, it may just be yeah. whatever, that you haven't done what I would call the traditional sleeve thing now? Yeah, I'm very, I am very conscious. Like, I like tattoos, but I'm very conscious of being in a public eye that mm. the... Um, yeah, like how how that looks, you know, and then how if I go get a job um, after football, like yes. yeah, that obviously comes comes with it. Like I've got friends that have the sleeves, and then you go to go out for a beer, and they don't let you in because well, once upon a time the, the the sleeve tattoo was associated with with bikey. Mm. So um, yeah, I'm very conscious of yeah what that looks what that looks like from a public eye. Do you think we've become more accepting of ink in general culture? Oh, definitely. Like, it's crazy now how many people have tattoos on their face. Mm. Like, Mm. like, once upon a time, that was just... Mike Tyson and crazy people. Yeah, crazy. But now it's like, yeah, I reckon I see 10 people a day, you know, walking down the street. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny one, isn't it? What's that? I don't know. That's being drunk, isn't it? And doing a dare or something. What? But, no, I've seen people not very, like, yeah. 100% <laughs> of, Sober. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose, you know, once you do your face, it's like, what? what's next? What's what's the next extreme extreme? Welcome to, to Jamaica. Have a nice day. I think yeah. that's the next one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look it up, people. It's on the internet. Where is the line between public and private for you? Um... Oh, I think, yeah, I think family um, is, is a good line, um, and also from a social social network point of view, yeah, not I don't I don't post everything I do, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think there's some things and some photos that should be kept uh, yes. just on your phone for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my wife; she runs a an Instagram page um, that's public. Mm-hmm. Uh, she runs a styling business and she won't post a photo of my daughter's face. Like yep. she'll, she'll be playing with my daughter but won't post a front on the yes. face because she's, yeah, she just thinks, I don't know, like 
from a public's point of view, she doesn't want everyone knowing everything about mm. about you. So, but generally, like the people that do show you everything about every part of their life, mm-hmm. um, tend to be quite popular. Mm. Yeah, but I just think you know what that's not that's not the be all and end all of life. You know, there's some stuff I yeah. think you should keep keep to yourself. Um, Have you had any problems with? Uh, personal persons being overly interested in you? No, luckily I haven't. And maybe that's the way I've, um, yeah, gone about uh, my social networking mm-hmm. where I've given a snippet, but I haven't, I don't, I don't give a lot. It's very, yeah. very surface, surface. So, and there's a, there's a balance where you, you go, right, what, what do I want to, yeah, I just think what image you're trying to portray yourself as, and and all. But then there's also part of you that go, "Well, how do I get more followers here? Like, what do I need to do here?" And maybe it is to show more more of myself. Where, yeah, I've got a lot of tattoos, but there's not like I'm not doing posts of me with my yeah. shirt off. Like, I don't. I think there wouldn't be many on my page at all. So, um, and then it's like, yeah, it's a funny thing. The old instagram twitter where i go righto what i find twitter's more i find twitter's more my football like yeah. it's more business where instagram's more a personal life i don't put a lot of football stuff yeah, yeah. on instagram so yeah it's well, you're just, normally playing it yeah 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 exactly it's hard to get a photo while you're playing isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um selfie stick on the field doesn't go down well yeah yeah so yeah, that's that's an interesting one. How people, you know, what they do with with the different types of social network, and then I've I've got Snapchat as well. But that I've only got like twenty people in my Snapchat, and mm. that yeah. So that's just, and there are some stuff that I post on. I find on Snapchat, I'd be probably more outrageous in mm. the stuff I post on there because I know I know who's seeing it. Yeah, and so I can kind of speak my mind a bit more. Yep. Um. Whereas there's there's stuff I would send on um, Snapchat that I wouldn't put on Instagram or Twitter, yeah, because I'm so conscious of what image that portrays, um, or no, not image, but it'd be more. I'm just worried about would that um, would how would people judge me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, particularly in light of um, a recent controversy. Yeah, the young Jake Carlisle. Yeah, yeah. And Snapchat and what you can and can't and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's just outright. Like, are they are they at the club, sort of working through this stuff with you guys and saying you can, you shouldn't, don't. Yeah, we 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 do. We get um, we had the guy that runs um Twitter Australia come in and, mm-hmm. and give us a chat. But I like the one they what they do. They go through everyone's Facebook and Instagram and then pull up old photos that they have posted Brilliant. and said this like it's a stitch up but it it's like this isn't really acceptable like mm-hmm. we we just scrounged around we found this on your facebook or found this ridiculous photo um you know and it, it and it's guys you know as young guys you come in as a 17 year old you just got to be careful of getting even photos you holding yeah. a beer like yeah. go right so he's getting on he's getting on the sources and then Imagine if you post, you start posting like four or five, and yep. you, you with a drink in your hand, then people go, "What's this? All this bloke does is um, get on the drink." Whereas a guy, his mate from his hometown, yeah. does 
the same thing and even more and it's not an issue. So, yeah, it's just, I suppose it, it's a transition and it's just adjusting um, with that transition. That yeah, That's what the media are going to do, isn't it? As hmm. soon as you have a slip up, something goes wrong, you do yeah. something stupid or intentionally bad. Yeah. The first thing they're going to do is, right, what's public about this guy that we can find and yeah. know? Because they can just rip stuff off you. Yeah, exactly. Let's find the worst photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It won't be the good one. No, no. And let's let's run with that. Yeah. So you just got to always be, be careful of what you post. And sometimes, you know, that's why you're pretty much saying if you're having a few drinks, mm. stay off social networks. Like, <laughs> it's only going to get you in trouble. I mean, you're in a great position where, you know, you're obviously happily married, great home life, all of those sorts of things. Mm. Things are nice and stable in that regard. Yeah. Um, When your teammates and and just others in the code go out, I'm sure that there's that inundated moment where there are ladies, hey, let's get a photo and and just keeping it innocent, let's get a photo. Yeah. You talk about posting a picture of yourself with a beer in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine the kind of heat that can come from, oh, here's young John Smith. You know, first year rookie just signed with X Club. Yeah. And every other night there's a picture of him with a different girl. Yeah. I know. That's Again, start yeah. Some trouble, right? Exactly. It's so, which, if it was a guy that wasn't in a football club, like, it's just, you know. It's his life, right? Yeah, it's his life. Like, he's killing it. But, um, yeah. And, they, and don't get me wrong, in that scenario, they may just be fans and, yeah. hey, love you playing. Can we get a photo? Yeah. And no worries. There's nothing to all of it. No. Nah. But then. Yeah, you know, someone could build a build like build a little montage about oh. it, and it look, it comes up and looks terrible. So, um, you've just got to be, yeah, I suppose you just got to be aware of your actions, mm. and um, yeah, and just be sensible. Like I know, just just a no idiot, um, <laughs> no idiot, no idiots. Like that's what we that's what we try and portray at the club. So yeah, just have good common sense. Wow, which is, it's 2015. On one hand, great, yeah, you know, that we acknowledge this is our policy. No idiots. Like, let's yeah, keep yeah. it above board. But the, hang on, we need to remind people of this. I, I guess it's crazy. When it? you hit the nail on the head, young guys are mm. coming into national profiles. Mm. Just you know, they, they've gotten either on the reserves bench or they've come into the team. Yeah, people are going to start knowing who they are pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And I think we are lucky in Brisbane that there isn't the the, um, the speculation or the the harassment that you get down in Melbourne. I can imagine, yeah. But yeah, you still you still is a there is some some part of it up here, and yeah, you just got to yeah you got to be careful of what what you do post. What are you going to achieve in the next twelve months? Um, I suppose my role at the clubs uh, change from almost um, being the man to, mm. to being the mentor now. So yeah. my role is um, just to try and develop these guys who are playing in the position um, I've been playing in. Mm. I've just got to develop them as quick as possible because the quicker they get better, the quicker yeah. the Brisbane Lions get better. So, um, yeah, that that's my achievement for the next 12 months is that I am, yeah, I'm going to look after the back line yes. of the Brisbane Lions and, and try to make them, yeah, the best back line in the competition. So I know we've got, we've got coaches that do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, from a playing point of view, um, I'm out there with them and I've had 14 years experience. Mm. So, um, 
Runners can only tell you so much, right? Yeah, exactly. So that that'll be my role this year, and we've got some great kids. So I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Look at you, Granddad. I know, so Got old, some great kids. Thirty-two-year-old <laughs> <laughs> retiree. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel, for sharing what you have. I really appreciate what you've said. Um, the things that you said are very important, and and you are highly valued. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Thanks, Steve. Obviously, you're on Twitter. Yes. What other social accounts do you want to admit to? Um, as in. My Instagram. If you want to. Like I said, anything that you want to own up to is fine. Or <laughs> you can keep those things private too. That's also okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm on Instagram. Um, but it's funny where my name on Instagram is Roger Gordon. So of it's course just, it is. Yeah. I've just... Um, I don't know where that came from. I think that came from my Facebook because <laughs> I was trying to just... Yeah. Obviously, be just with my friends. So Yeah. My nickname's Roger and my middle name's Gordon. So I just ran with Roger Gordon and that went to Instagram. And then, yeah, I've just maintained that. Um, so, yeah, so it's a bit hard. But then it's funny where those people that have like Merit21 yeah. as their Instagram handle mm. and it's not me and someone else is, is Source Merit, like Source Merit21, which isn't me. So it's, it is very funny to see. And they're all like, they're ten year old kids, you know. Yeah. yeah, with with their accounts. So it is very funny seeing the, the different um the fake accounts out there. And and yeah, and I and I use Snapchat as well. Um but mainly because all my all my friends were using it and mm. I, I felt I was missing out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like so I just follow them. I've got about twenty mates that are in there, so I just keep up to date what they're up yeah, to. Yeah. And it's literally I keep up to date with what they're up to. So they're like they're eating lunch. I, I see what they're eating for lunch, or yeah, yeah. they're watching television. I, I see what they're watching on television. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of junk, but mm. I just yeah, there is some gold in there. And I just recently on Snapchat started following Lewis Hamilton, who's F one driver. Yes. So a little background on Lewis Hamilton. He he's unstoppable this year. Mm. So he's driving for Mercedes. Last few years, Red Bull have been winning. Um, but then the Red Bull driver, Vettel, he went over to Ferrari. Mm. Bigger money, Ferrari, big company, not going so well. Anyway, this year, Mercedes are on fire, unbeatable. Lewis Hamilton, unbeatable. But he's also gone off the rails a bit. So oh, really? he peroxided his hair, so like Justin Bieber. So he, yeah, yeah. Because he, he's, he's dark, but he's so he's got the peroxided hair. He's covered in tats. Great. Front and back, like, and then he goes to all these, like, Hollywood parties and he hangs out with movie stars and then so the the race racing um fraternity is just like oh he's off the rails he's, un- <laughs> he's he's out of control but he's also unstoppable on the track so yeah. it's like how do you beat that how do you beat that it's a bit like uh Kyrgios so mm. if Kyrgios actually started winning <laughs> <laughs> like he he's out of control but he's also winning so you just got to let him go like but then they're saying, nah, the way he's going about it, like, it's it's not sending a good message to, to kids. But then... Yeah, kids, don't go out and party and then drive yeah, at 300 kilometres an hour. I know. But it's like, well, it's working for him, so you just keep doing what you're doing. Some Sometimes it works for some people. So, yeah, I, I follow. I started following him, which mm. I find very, very interesting. Are you getting some crackers? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then, like, of him 
at some parties and stuff. But then, like yesterday, he was he was taking kids go karting. So then you see stuff like that that you don't you wouldn't normally yeah. see on other on other social networks. So yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, excellent. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Merit21 